This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As Friday nights go, it wasn't too bad. One hand in the air from Quinn, who delivers it now, high into the evening sky, towards the six-yard line, headed away. Longstaff just let it run over his head. Sturkey's there and shouts mine, takes the ball well, plays it to Longstaff to the edge of the box. Here's Matty Longstaff inside the area, digs it into one. Quinn speeds it wide for McLaughlin. McLaughlin low ball into Bowery inside the six yard box. Bowery with his back to goal. Does well to find McLaughlin. Low ball into yeah. the Lockstar. Yeah. It's two. Mansfield Town lift the roof off the Wobcourt Stadium. Another victory on the board equaled a club record 10 consecutive home league wins set in the 1940s and saw the highest number of Stag fans at Wobcourt Stadium since we won the conference. There's no room for home comforts though as it's time to hit the road again taking on two promotion rivals over the next week. First off a trip to Tranmere Rovers, a side hot on our heels with four defeats in their last five, followed by a trip to Port Vale, facing a side swimming with ex-stags and determined to stay in the race. Tonight we'll cast our eyes back to Friday night under the lights and look ahead to two more big games on the road. Can Clough's men stay unbeaten? Will Ollie Hawkins get straight back into the side after his suspension? Will anyone take on a podcast prediction league challenge? And what is Elliot Hewitt's favourite biscuit? We've even got a jingle for that, haven't we, Mr Wilson? If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. Lots to cram in then over the next hour. As always, come and have your say on your team in the comments on the live feed. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Manfield Matters Podcast. Good 
Good evening, comrades. How are we all doing? Hope that you're all well. Another fantastic week for the Stags. Puts another three points on the board. Results on Saturday and midweek drop us back down to six, but it's still very tight in and around the league table. And going to Tranmere Rovers on Friday night means that the Stags have certainly got something to look forward to to try and trade places once again with those teams around us. As always, we want you guys to have your say on your team, but it's not just me sitting here rambling all about Mansfield Town. No, we have got the man who uh, was due to be at a council meeting tonight, but uh, his meeting got cancelled, so he's decided to join a much better meeting. You do have all authority here. It's Mr. Clive Parkin. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. We have the man who I shall call the student, Mr. Cam Felton. Good evening. Good evening. And Super Sorb, a.k.a. accident-prone Al, a.k.a. the busiest man around Mansfield Town, a.k.a. the Jingle King. Good evening, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> good evening, Craig and, Craig, and good evening, everybody. We'll tell you a little bit more about Alan Wilson's jingle, and that's not a euphemism, later on in the show. <laughs> Let's dive straight in uh, to all things Mansfield Town. Get involved in the comments and have your say on your team. Uh, a 2-1 win over Exeter City then on uh, Friday night at One Course Stadium. Clive, I bumped into you before the game and we were sort of saying it might be a tight game. But there was a feeling in the air that we could continue our unbeaten run and despite a goal at the last, continue it, we did. It was an excellent game of football between two very, very good teams at League Two level. Um, I thought the result was fair. I thought they they merited a goal for what they contributed in the game anyway. Unfortunately, the way, the way it came about, but I was perfectly happy with the outcome. Yeah, very good outcome uh, indeed for us, Alan. And uh, yeah, again, um, you saw the celebrations uh, at full time. There just seems to be a nice mood about One Course Stadium, doesn't they? And, and I think what helped was the fact that the attendance was, like I said in the intro, the highest number of home fans since the Stags beat Wrexham on the final day of the season to clinch their place back in the Football League. Quality evening, Craig. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was nice, you know, as you say, you know, at the uh, final whistle to, f to find all the people wanting to stay and clap their heroes because they truly deserved it. But did you, from your vantage point in the commentary, did, did, he, did Bishop slip before he dropped the ball or did he just drop the ball? Because mm. it looked to me from where I was as he'd slipped and that made him drop the ball for them to uh, get a goal. Having watched it back, and my initial thought was that he did slip. Um, and having watched it back, I would go along uh, with that. He sort of wasn't quite sure where his positioning was. And I think he sort of went to sort of backstep, sort of yeah. drop off the ball so he could come and claim it. But as he backstepped, he got his, uh, his just the distance of his, his footing wrong. And that sort yeah. of made him fall backwards a little bit and had to push it up and, uh, and push it away. He was a bit wary of where the post was as well. Yes. I think that, you know, I think that upset him a bit as well. But on the whole... What what a save and what a what an evening's performance! Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could go to Cam for some comment on that, but uh, hmm, weren't there, were you? I wasn't. No, I was at a referee's course in Manchester. That's a but, yellow. That's a yellow card offence. That yellow card offence. But by the time that it found that it finished, uh, I did actually manage to catch Faz Rawson's goal on um, on iFollow. So I'm, I didn't miss anything else during that game. Um, so brilliant I, but to be fair even when you weren't there you just felt the atmosphere there was just something special about that 
And I'm gutted that I wasn't there. I'm gutted that I'm not going Friday night either, so I'll be watching it on iFollow. But um, for those that do want to go to Tranmere, there's 92 tickets left. They will absolutely sell out before the end of uh, end of play tomorrow, if not... Considering yesterday they put another 200 and then we've only got 92 left. I think that works out at 808 Stags fans going to Tranmere on a Friday night. That's, That's uh, just quick, incredible. Quick maths for you, but also, Clive, I think it, it says a lot uh, about how eager Stags fans are at the minute to continue taking in every game. They want to sample every single drop. Yes, I mean, it's been a long time since we've felt collectively as optimistic as we are doing at the moment, and no more so than the travelling hordes. They're a special breed, those people that go to nearly all the away games. Um, Not necessarily a compliment, I have to say that, but there are some strange characters amongst them. But these people are dedicated to the, you know, the football club and and they they rarely miss a game. And, uh, And it's not the easy ones like going up the M1 to, to Bradford that really count. It's these types of awkward games on a midweek night or down in the mm. southwest, where you get a real measure of the heart and soul of the travelling fans. But I think uh, SSA have got three coaches on on Friday, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, um, they have. And again um, on Tuesday, still limit, limited spaces uh, left. I have to say on Friday as well, I'll give it a little plug now. Uh, Alan will be doing his bingo. Sorry, Clive, carry on. <laughs> Alan's doing the bingo on Friday? Yes. Oh, on the coach? Yes. Oh, still in my thought. Oh, there's more than one coach, though, isn't there? That's true. I mean, if you managed to get a t- one of the 82 tickets which are left, you could go on the I other coach. I've got my ticket. Could... That's it. Well, are you going on the coach? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's split... said that the other week. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> split up then. So you go on one coach, Alan goes on the other. You could have cross-coach bingo. That sounds complex to me, but we'll have a go at it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Modern technology. Right, let's uh, let's delve into... I mean, Alan, I have to say this, I give him some credit as well. Uh, he's certainly improved with his technological uh, advances, hence why he's been able to send us a little audio recording, which we've turned into a full-on song uh, this week. And he also uh, sent me a screenshot of something uh, earlier on, which I need him to do with, within seconds of me asking him to do it as well, which is just phenomenal. Anyway, uh, let's... Let's delve into uh, some of the comments um, and let's kick things off. Jim has kicked uh, the comments off tonight by saying, I keep Macca as club captain. Uh, obviously, lots of leaders uh, in the, the dressing room can, but uh, McLaughlin sort of took the, has taken the armband for the last two in the absence of Ollie Clark and Ollie Hawkins. Um, but I think like we've said a number of times, it's, it's more about having 11 leaders out on the pitch rather than sort of uh, relying on one guy. But he, he's leading well as a, as a vocal man. He is, but I, I wouldn't cross him. If he if he gets pissed at you, I'm, I'm not crossing him. So that. Um, but, yeah, you, that's what you need on a pitch. You need a, a captain that's going to be vocal and, and demanding. It's it's what you need. And I think that's what Ollie Clark lacks sometimes. He's not always the most vocal. And that's nothing against Ollie. He's just maybe not necessarily the sort of player he is. But I, d- I don't even particularly think that Clark's done anything wrong to lose the captaincy, but... Well, he hasn't lost it. Let's, let's clarify that. Oh, no, no, no. He, he hasn't, hasn't lost, lost it. He's just not playing. Let's, let's yeah. clarify that. So, so it's not like he's lost He's not done anything wrong to lose it, other than that he's just on the bench, to which then you need a vice-captain to step up. Ollie Hawkins is obviously out suspended, but we do get him back Friday. Friday. Friday night. Um which is a big bonus. So I don't know whether Hawkins will get the captaincy back or not, but 
Maka is a fantastic captain and he's just what you need. Or or Stephen Quinn or Lucas Aikens or um, even Rawson. I think everyone that's played on that pitch in the last two, three games has really stepped it up. So anyone, to be fair, could be captain and, and do a fantastic job because it's just that team collective at the moment. Literally just is an admin box ticking exercise, to be fair. Uh, Roger in the comments has said, Bishop made some good stops. I reckon he stumbled uh, with that goal. I think that's one thing to uh, highlight, Alan, as well, isn't it? Because at the, the end of the game, I saw it from my position. You would have probably had a much better view of it, actually. He was quite inconsolable for a good two, three minutes after conceding uh, that goal. And obviously, that goes in the highlights package. The saves not necessary, might not necessarily go in there. And people might be looking at that going, oh, it's a goalkeeper error, etc., etc." But He's been a phenomenal young keeper, which is a, a big reason, actually, this week why I asked Elliot Hewitt about sort of uh, Bishop's performances and, and Hewitt hit the nail on the head. He said he's probably the best goalkeeper I've ever played with. Yeah, I think we can uh, give him that one, can't we? Surely all Stags fans will uh, certainly let him have that one because, I mean, it's only human. He, he can make a mistake. Like I say, I think it was just awkward. He, he wasn't sure where he was. He wasn't sure where the post was when he went back. And I think that's... Two reasons why he dropped it. And fair play to the bloke who put it in. I mean, he played well again last night, didn't he? Yeah, Matt Jenny, very good player. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can you can give him uh, grace on that one because he's certainly kept us in games before then. And I'm sure I'm certainly will do again. So uh, I wouldn't go too much into it, but I can understand why he was upset because, you know, it was another clean sheet in the waiting. Yeah, I'll say you look at the save that he made against Bradford. Uh, it was just, I, I was saying to my dad at the time, I think that's the best save I think I've ever seen a Mansfield keeper make. And then he goes and does that on Friday night, um, just before we score the second goal. And and um, Matt Taylor, the, the, the Exeter manager, he, he summed it up perfectly. We've not put that chance away. It's a fantastic save. What do they do? Go up the other end and score and make it 2-0. So... It's more than just us scoring goals at keeping us in games. It's just the fact that nobody else probably would have seen that. I don't think I've seen a Mansfield keeper make a save like that ever. It's just something about him that's just so cat-like and his just reflexes are so fast and it's like his body spreads and he can just close down the angle. and It's fantastic to watch. There is a very good reason, Clive, why Manchester United have got a lot of eyes watching him. Yeah, I don't know how far the pecking order he is at Manchester United, but I mean, they are blessed with some keepers. But he's a young player and, and therefore they won't have any any urgent need of him, I guess. I'd like to think if we get promoted, he'll stay with us again next season. You just never know. It depends on the attitude of the of the loaning club. Yeah, but, I mean, I the, lad, the lad owes us nothing this season. He's made barely any mistakes. It was a gaff the other night, the other afternoon. It was definitely a gaff. Put it down to goalkeeping error, whichever way you try and justify it. But he doesn't know us anything. And he's right to be disappointed because he, he was accruing quite a nice wedge of uh, clean sheets in the process. Well, it was the but, first goal conceded from open play in eight games. Yeah, and that, that tells you a lot, doesn't it? And it's not about, at the end of the day, consecutives. It's about the number of. Mm. So if at the end of the season we have a, a large number of clean sheets, that means we're going to get probably promoted based on the, the current uh, performance of the rest of the side. 
Yeah, I believe uh, it was. I think he uh, got to ten after the uh, the Bradford game. I have to check my stats to be a hundred percent on it. Well, but, when you uh, when you consider how poor the defence in front of him was for the first mm. third of the season, um, he's doing very very well now to be accruing as many as he has. Yeah, completely agree with that. Keep your comments coming in and have your say on your team. We'll talk uh, extra for another uh, five, ten minutes or so. We'll get some reaction and then move on to matters uh, elsewhere. Roger says, extra, a very good team. Uh, so it says a lot that we beat them. Their number two, Caprice, a very good player. Uh, Chris says their number seven was a handful as well. Yeah, Matt J, very good uh, player. Uh, Ellen on YouTube has said, Rawson has definitely solidified his place hey. in, in uh, 11. Great performance from him. Yeah, and he was beaming from ear to ear uh, post-match um, as well. Jody says, I like Maka as captain, vocal and passionate, which is a great combination. Uh, Roger says, their manager said he's the, the best keeper in League Two, talking about Bishop. Um, and Jody says, stop telling everyone that Bishop is great. We want to keep him. Yeah, absolutely we do, but I can only <laughs> see that happening if we're in League One. Uh, Stag's chat, chat says, what an end to this season will be with the games we have left. Martin adds, Bishop is still learning his trade. Definitely the best keeper since Hitchcock. If we had him under the Flickcroft era, we would have gone up. Logan made so many mistakes. Uh, and Pedro says, Bishop is fourth or fifth at Man United. So we've got every chance of uh, hanging on to him, I reckon. And let's turn our attentions to uh, the wider game. Uh, and yet again, Clive, uh, another good performance from the Stags on the ball. Jamie Murphy growing sort of game by game. Ryan Sturt continues to be his excellent self. But what pleased me uh, the most was actually the way we scored our first goal in particular. We've been quite guilty at times, and this is only a slight negative towards Mansfield. We've been quite guilty sometimes of getting a set piece, but not winning the second phase of play. We did that with with uh, with great aplomb on from Friday night. Got a good ball wide to Matty Longstaff and uh, his quality showed and Rawson was in the right place to stick his big toe out. About 20 seconds before, I'd said to my lad who was sat next to me, the one person on the pitch who's highly unlikely to score is Rawson! Can <laughs> 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 believe it? Bovril over. <laughs> uh, excellent stuff and uh, well it was, bit, it was a rare treat for you Mr Wilson wasn't it because you know you've, you've got little ditties in your head and things like that and, and ways to say it but uh, when one comes it, out of the blue like that it throws you a bit I, I was just really pleased for him but you know as we're going back to how you said uh, this started solidly and uh, you was on about Murphy and Sturk did you notice that the first four patch uh, passes should I say that Sturk did were to their man and then within five seconds it got the ball back that was the first four moves that he made because I thought oh dear he's not going to have one of those nights is he but every time he got the ball back and then he just carried on his usual self with his quality left foot I did. I did think for a minute like when we lost the ball immediately from kickoff, this is going to be one hell of a long night. But uh, you know, football's a long game. It's a, it's a very yes. long game indeed. Uh, another thing which pleased me, Cam, was uh, Matty Longstaff's performance in the right place to get the uh, the second goal. He was involved with the first as well, so he could say a goal and an assist uh, technically for uh, for Matty Longstaff on Friday night. But you know, he seems to be growing in the the side as well, and perhaps in a role which he's probably not as used to as he, he would have been elsewhere, but uh, he's really coming in and added that quality, which we all expected him and, and hoped he would. I think that's firstly a, a credit to Clough being able to, to fit him into the team the way that Clough wants to play him, but the rest of the team, but also a credit to the other players and himself, just the whole, um, just the whole time that he's been here. 
he, every time that you've he's been mentioned in a in a press conference with another player or mm. or Clough whoever it's it, it's been a positive one, and it, it, they've praised his work ethic and his his um, his attitude towards being here and and wanting to play. So it's a massive positive because we've seen in the past where we've brought players in in January. I know there's always one that springs to mind, and it. It does upset the team sometimes and upsets the players that are here. So, to bring in a player of much better quality than what we were talking about two, three years ago, and to still be one well, to even go on an even better run than we was already on before, is fantastic. And like you said, right place, right time. But that's two weeks in a row that he's been the right place, right time. Yes, the Bradford was maybe a little bit of a fluke because it took a deflection on the way through. But if you're not there, then how can you score? Yeah. And I think one thing which pleased me as well, Alan, was, uh, and this is not, again, not being disrespectful or negative towards the two players involved, but uh, Nigel Clough sort of said this as well in, in, in his press, which was that the, the two strikers in Bowery and, and Oates didn't have the, the most busiest of nights. They, in fact, didn't, didn't really get too much into it uh, uh, at all. But when you've got the, the quality in the midfield flooding those areas, you know, if you fire, if your strikers aren't firing like Oates and Barry weren't, they just weren't getting the the, the chances. Um, but your midfield are. That's that's the difference between winning a game and and just taking a point. That's right. And if you remember, either last week or the week before, when people were saying, you know, well, we haven't really got that one man that can score like 15, 20 goals a season. It was exactly our point that we made, that Matty Longstaff's got two from midfield, friend Rawson put one in, and they're getting them from all over the all over the park, you know, and we're still winning the games, even though Oates wasn't particularly on fire on Friday night. And Barry had a reasonable game, I thought. He held the ball up well. Oates was a bit off. Everything that he collect, tried to collect, it bounced off him. And I think he was again a bit frustrated, Oatesy, on Friday. Yeah. But, uh, you know, with the other two popping up, you like I say, if we can get goals from everywhere mm. else, it doesn't matter if he it, it, it does have one-off game. The thing is, though, that Exeter were an excellent side and they, they'd done their homework on Oaks. Yeah. And he was well parceled up and he was bound to get frustrated because of that. But that's going to happen. You know, it's not always going to be the way that it's been for the last few weeks. And we have to have alternative methods. And thankfully, we seem to have <clears throat> this fluid midfield again that allows us to develop things from non-striker point of view. And I'll, I'll pick up on your point uh, earlier, Craig. Yes, it's lovely to have a foot or a bum or something on the end of the ball that's coming into the box. Because that's all it sometimes needs is a shin or an elbow or whatever yeah, that referee doesn't see um, to score a <laughs> goal. And I think um, the uh, the fact is we, we in the past we've been seemingly a little bit reluctant to put a, a boot through a, the ball as well. And I've always felt that if you shoot, something happens. You either miss or you get it on target and they save it and play it away. Or it, it can go anywhere. It can come off of them. It can find its way by fluke to the feet of a, a striker and you get goals from those situations. And if, I'm, if I was critical earlier in the, in the phase of, of this season, it's we didn't seem very keen to put a, put a foot on the ball and, and have a go at it. But uh, I think that the, the reality is we've got this um, team that's working as a team rather than just little units of players now. And that's great news. 
Yeah, and it makes it very, very difficult for those players who are who are knocking on the door. You look at the likes of the players who haven't been in the squad of the last couple of games. John Joe O'Toole not getting a look in, obviously suspended. Ollie Hawkins as well. Uh, Hawkins will come back in, but who do you take out of the the side that were, was was there? You've got Johnson who got himself a goal for the under twenty threes in the week, absolutely knocking on the door. James Perchichin to to get a game after getting ninety minutes under his belt. Maris and Clark neither got on the pitch on Friday night, which tells you. Uh, a lot about the quality which uh, Mansfield have. We'll talk more about that in a, a little while as we look uh, uh, further ahead, but we're going to round things off on the Exeter game uh, in just a moment. Mark says they must have seen Oates' goal of the month and thought, oh my God. Uh, Roger says Oates was policed well by subs and thought Aikens battled well the other night. What a player he is to have in your squad. He is, although I'd like to get him a little bit higher up the pitch, uh, please. Um, and I'm sure that'll happen on, on uh, Friday with Hawkins back in at centre-half and Hewitt back to right back um chris says we were under the cosh for a long period and didn't lose our way the sign of a promotion winning side right there uh, and neil says wasn't um a form uh, of extra uh defender uh, was very good uh, open up for it others to open it up for others to score yeah absolutely keep your comments uh, coming in time now though to wrap up things on the old uh, exeter front uh, by taking a vote. Do we want to hear from the man in the dugout or the man who uh, toe-poked his way to his first goal in Mansfield Colours? Uh, Nathan's in uh, foreign climbs, so he can't uh, vote tonight. That's why he's not with us. Um, I keep wanting to say Marrakesh, but it's not. He's in Morocco, I do believe. Um, so we'll go. We'll put it to the vote because I know that's what you should have been doing uh, tonight, Clive. You should have been on a council meeting, but for whatever reason, it uh, <laughs> it didn't happen. So we'll do, we'll do it the council way. Um, ladies and gentlemen of, of the, 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 the panel, uh, I now would like to put to you a proposal of playing uh, either Farron Rawson or Nigel Clough. Uh, the first proposal is to be put forward by Clive Parkin. Uh, Chair, I'd like to put forward a motion, and the motion is that we should choose the player. Cameron Felton. The player. Alan Wilson. Player. Uh, motion passed. Here's Farron Rawson. Faz, you've got a bottle of champagne in one hand for getting the man of the match and you've got a massive smile across your face as well. Well done tonight. Talk us through uh, that from your perspective. No, it was a um, good day, good well, good night at the office. Do you know what I mean? It was a, it was a tough game. They're a very good side. All the respect to them. They, they had a game plan and they play good football and they don't change. And like I said, is the main message was we needed to work as hard as them. If we work hard and them, our quality will show through or shine through. And it did. It did in the end. I think we dominated for large periods of the the game we got the goals at the crucial time and yeah it was a it was a good three points against a tough side and like I said just keep on building the momentum and it all started through your goal uh, in the first half which absolutely raised the roof you've got a massive smile on your face thinking about it it's been a long time coming yeah yeah it's been a while and the assistant Garns always gets on to me we have a little personal bet mm. about goals and stuff so yeah that was for him yeah do you know what I mean so um, no it was, it was great like I said anyone could have scored that today Day. I think we, we we deserved it and uh, it was just me this time do you know what I mean so can't complain I was buzzing with it yeah talk us through it from your perspective because it came from a second phase of play you managed to stay up there and get in the right position yeah it was second phase and I just I don't really know what happened I just kind of thought that we're going to get the ball back in here so 
I just kind of moved off off my man a little bit and then obviously the ball got chipped in and Oatsy competed with the centre off I think Oatsy flicked it and he just happened to fall straight to my feet giving me enough time to try and flick it around the keeper which I did so like I said I can't complain hit the back of the net and that's all that matters and solid at the other end tonight as well back in the side as well really keeping those who are suspended sort of on their toes we've got Ollie Hawkins coming back next week but your your place will be absolutely cemented in there you've been tremendous at the back yeah, like I say we've got we've got a lot of good players here do you know what I mean and, and competition's high and and that's what you want do you know what I mean Hawks and JJ they'll both be coming back and like I said it's, it doesn't matter who's playing as long as we're winning that's all that matters but like I said it's hopefully I'm, I'm putting in performances that are keeping keeping the gaffer happy and stuff and, and like I said long, long may that continue but the most important thing is the three points smashing records left right and centre as well 10 straight league wins uh, at home uh, as well great club record as well first time in so many so many years what is it about this squad which just continues to, to break records um, I'd say togetherness I'd say everyone's got everyone's back everyone's on the same pavement so everyone wants to do well I know that sounds quite crazy to say but no and like you say the atmosphere yeah, everyone's buzzing to come in every day to train probably you want to come in more than you should and all our misses are probably raging at us you know the amount of time we're in but now we love the place we, we love the atmosphere we love the lads and I think that just builds and that, and that builds momentum builds confidence and long may it continue it really seems like the, the lads that came in in January have brought into that as well which I think is pivotal to where we are now yeah massively massively the quality that, that's been brought in you can see they've come in and fitted straight in they're all really good lads do you know what I mean and and they've only just added to what we already had so it's, it's class it's great and hopefully now we can have a really big push towards the end of the season and of course it came against the next side who are up there competing as well and next week we go to Tranmere another of those sides up there these big games just keep coming but that as a footballer I guess is, is what you crave yeah 100% you want every game now to the end of the season is a big game and that's how you want it do you know what I mean and that's why I say the fans are so important and they're amazing what they're doing they're coming in numbers and, and making it feel like a, a real big game do you know what I mean and that's what you want that's what it, all the lads in the change room want to at the end of the season do you know what I mean so like I say take it a game at a time but every game now is massive a nice personal one for you as well tonight you had your mum and dad watching tonight I think you need to get them tickets more often if you're going to be banging the goals in yeah yeah. it was uh, it was my dad my brother his, his brother it was quite a few to be fair but like I said the, the goal today was for my little girl and, and it's her birthday this weekend so I know she's probably she's probably watching or the, or the missus is watching so just going to get home give her a big kiss and buddy yeah, have a nice weekend yeah. yeah it's fully deserved as well finally what's your message to these Stags fans one of the biggest attendances that the Stags have had at home in a very long time outstanding astonishing amazing keep it up keep going and uh, keep keep sticking behind us and we'll we'll repay the favour as much as we Farron Rawson there speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2 uh, following uh, that 2-1 uh, win over Exeter City on uh, Friday night. Do Craig, you know what did, I mean? did he really say everyone's on the same pavement? I, I, I don't know, to be honest. I, I don't know. I think it I was just the wavelength, but he got mixed up in with two words. I mean, I'm probably page and... Page and wavelength. wavelength. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know he very nearly swore, but, oh. you know... Yeah, I heard that, I heard that one. Yeah, <laughs> You know, it was it was after the watershed, so it was all fine. Uh, if you want to watch that and the Nigel Clough interview, head to our YouTube page or our social media pages. Just search for uh, Mansfield Matters. And if you want more, uh, you can head to I Follow Stags, where you can also see uh, a chat with Nigel Clough ahead of the trip to Tranmere on Tuesday and a feature-length conversation 
with Stakes defender Farron Rawson's centre-half partner, Mr. Elliot Hewitt, who also tells us what his favourite biscuit is. More on that later on. Uh, first, though, if you want to continue to back the Stags, like Mr. Rawson says, there are still some limited seats available for the trip to Tranmere Rovers on Friday and to Port Vale on Tuesday night. Uh, departure time from One Course Stadium on Friday is 3 o'clock and uh, there's three coaches going. And on at least one of them will be Clive and Alan. I'm sure they uh, won't split up and do uh, virtual bus bingo. I'm sure they'll be sat together on the coach, but I'm sure uh, they'll be bringing you some top class entertainment. So make sure you say uh, hello to those two. Uh, £15 for an AMA member, £20 for a Blue member and £25 for a non-member. And if you want to head to Port Vale, then there's a special offer on all SSA members can travel for just a tenner. If you're not a member, it's just £15 in departure from One Course Stadium is 4.30. And that all-important number you need, Mr. Wilson. 07967689597. And if you missed that number, that number again is... 07967689597. I could have read that out myself because it was actually on the graphic, but I know Mr. Wilson likes that little bit of limelight, so I'll let him continue uh, to have that. Let's delve back into the comments then um, and uh, catch up with some of these. Now, uh, two very similar comments uh, have, have come in whilst the Rawson interview was on. Uh, the first one from Solomon, who says, uh, I'm not wanting to speak too early, but do you guys think... Uh, that this will be the year. I don't want Forest Green to be another MK Dons game. And Susan says, lovely listening to you, lads. Great show. Thank you very much. Uh, what do you think the uh, chances could be of a Mansfield versus Forest Green title decider in the last game of the season? Now, well. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying anything here because... I am just purely and simply enjoying the ride. I want to just take it game by game and settle in. Once we get through this month, if we can get through the end of this month and be in the top five, maybe a couple of points off the top three or even better in the top three, then I'm sure the conversations will start to uh, continue a little bit more. But our adoring public have asked the question, Cam. So I'm going to go around the panel. I'll start with you. Could it be the year? 20 years on since our last promotion within the Football League. I think it could. But for those that are still looking at it, um, it is very much possible that that could end up being a title decider. Um, just going on the, the, the numbers. Um, we've played 32 uh, and we've got 56 points. Forest Green are 12 points ahead of us, having played 34 games. We have two games in hand over them, which is six points. And then we've still got to play them twice, which is another six points. Potentially. Potentially. It's not a given. So it's not a given, but it, it's very much possible. Plus we've got two, three games in hand over the teams all around us. The only team that we've not got games in hand over was Exeter until last night, but we've now got a game in hand over them and they're only a point ahead of us. So it's, got, it's all basically it's going to be a very interesting end to the season. We've got games in hand over everybody in the league. There is not we have played the least amount of games in the Skybet League Two season on thirty-two. So we've got games in hand over everybody. Same question to you though, Clive. Could this be uh, the year? And will it go down? Will it go down to the wire for a title decider against Forest Green Rovers? I'm not sure I can handle the pressure of thinking about that at the moment. I'll be perfectly happy if we finish. 
unassailably in, in the third position. Anything over that is a bonus, considering where we've come from this season. Um, of course, it'd be lovely if, if the last game of the season the title was on it, but I suspect the form that uh, Forest Green have had recently will be corrected, um, and I think they'll they'll maintain something of a gap. But yes, it'd be nice to take six points out of them, wouldn't it? Yeah, it certainly would. Alan, is it a case of you know, keeping our feet on the ground? Because the, the reason we're all enjoying it so much at the moment is that we've not allowed ourselves to get carried away. We've not put any expectations on us from where we were in terms of that 14-game spell without a win. Um, and we've just sort of been taking it in game by game. Would it ruin it to start looking too far ahead? No, I don't think it would because a lot of fans, you know, look forward to doing that. You know, that's their thing. You know, we haven't been in this position for a while. Like you said, 14 games unbeat, uh, 14 games we couldn't win. Now 14 games we haven't lost. So I just think there'll be more twists and turns along the way. But I am very quietly confident. Well, let's keep it quiet um, for now. Paul says, uh, I wear my Lucky Stags sock, and I mean sock. Uh, and when I first started wearing it, uh, we've not lost yet. I suppose you could say a little bit about me and my Lucky hat, although I did forget it at Bradford. I couldn't find it, and I was worried for a little bit. But uh, these things become more of a comfort blanket uh, in the end. Roger says, Forest Green stumbling recently. Uh, Jody says, uh, looking at the next six fixtures, there's a big possibility of getting 18 from 18. Let's have a little look at those fixtures, Cam. Obviously, Tranmere away, Port Vale away, Stevenage at home, and then the other three away games, Rochdale, Oldham and Hartlepool this month. A lot of time is going to be spent on the road, and it's going to be a real, real test of Mansfield Town's character. But do you agree with Jody? Could we get 18 from 18? Personally, I'd be happy just to continue the unbeaten run. Just make us hard to beat and difficult to play against. Yeah, I suppose the the big positive is that we've not lost to any of these teams. We beat Tranmere, we drew with Oldham, we beat Stevenage, we drew with Rochdale, we drew with Oldham, and we beat Hartlepool. There's no reason why we can't match, if not better, those results. And we You're going to have to say that again, son, because you cut out. Sorry. The teams that we've played, there's no reason why we can't match or better them. Uh, there's a comment on Twitter you need to... Yeah, I've to, got rid of it. I've yeah, got, got it. it. Um, the teams that we've played, there's no reason why we can't beat them again. Um, and there's no reason why we can't beat the teams that we drew against. We got Rochdale and Port Vale weren't that good. Obviously, Port Vale was towards the end of that run and we were getting stronger. But... These teams that we've played, none of them have particularly caused us any issues. And even Tranmere, they were def- they were not up there, but they were still on a not a bad run of form when they played us. And we beat them 2-0, and since then we've we've lost once. So th- there's no reason why we can't go and do it again. Why not? Uh, Roger says, Forest Green stumbling recently. Uh, Stag's chat says, I've said for a while now that Forest Green home game will be the decider match. Uh, Roger says, I wear me lucky helm divers watch and it never fails. Uh, Richard says, uh, we've the least amount of home games left. It's an April uh, conversation. I'm not thinking about it. 
talking, taking it week by week. I'm confident, but can't handle an MK Don situation again. Uh, my heart's not up to it nowadays. Yeah, I don't think mine is. Could you imagine uh, the commentary as well? It would be uh, absolutely uh, mad. Uh, Roger says those two games in hand could be vital. What concerns me a little bit, Clive, is the fact that actually we've only got, what, five home games left this season now? The rest on the road. Yeah, but we're doing very well on the road. So why be bothered? I mean, it's, it's a bit of a torment if you don't like travelling. Um, and it's a bit more expensive to go to games away from home. But we've had the home games. You can't complain. But then yeah. you also you also look at the games that we have got away from home. There's only Forest Green and Tranmere now that are going to cause us maybe some issues. The rest, where we've got to play Sutton, Northampton. Don't uh, right Yeah, Sutton and Northampton. Too. They're at home. Don't write off Hartlepool. Oh, yeah, and Hartlepool. They found some form lately. Yeah, let's, I, I just hope uh, for their manager's sake, because he's an absolute tool, that uh, we absolutely smash him on that uh, Tuesday night. But uh, anyway, it was a goal. It was, it was, it was, I'm sorry. Yeah, shut up, mate. In the middle of an interview. Anyway, I'm still annoyed. Just a lack of class and professionalism. Anyway, uh, Chris says, Exeter manager summed it up well. He expects us to finish in the top three. I think Nigel, what, like what Nigel Clough said, Alan, in his press in, his, in the week, it's such a tight division really, you know, still a lot of games to go, but you look in and around that pack other than the eight-point lead which Forest Green have on second place Northampton, it's very, very tight in there. Northampton on 60 in second, Exeter in third on 57, uh, Sutton in fourth on 57, uh, Newport and Oz and Tranmere all on 56. And then just outside the playoffs, Swindon on 55, Bristol Rovers in ninth on 54, and then Port Vale in 10th on 50. A lot of points to be playing for and a lot of teams that are finding good form at the right time. Now, I've noticed Bristol Rovers, since they drew against us, they've started it an upturn in form, haven't they? They could be one to get right into the mix. But out of the next six games, if we get 14 points, I'll be well happy. Yeah. I don't think I'd like to see us get 18, don't get me wrong, but I don't think we will get 18. But I will take 14 now. Somebody said you can have 14, I'd snap the hand off. There's a slight fear factor in the back of my head come about when the reaction of the fans when we do lose a game, but it's the reaction of the squad which is the, the, the key one. And I think we've got such a strong dressing room and such a diverse dressing room in, ty- in terms of experience quality across a number of positions that can cope with that little derailment because uh, I mean we've said it a number of times but at some point a, a loss as the basis of probability suggests that one will come at some point yeah it does but that, on the same foot I'm not trying to get too ahead of ourselves we don't look like we're troubled you think Exeter they were by far the best team, well, from reading comments and then looking back at bits from the game and, and then hearing your commentary earlier whilst editing it all, they were the first team to really cause us any issues in the last 14 and we really withstood it. And of all the games that you think we've got coming up, that was probably the one that I was most worried about because it was on the Friday night, because they were on a re- decent run of form, because they're in the same situation as us having um, games in hand. But it, it, I just think the whole atmosphere in the camp are just... I don't think it would derail us that much. I think, yes, it'd be losing points, but 
the all-round momentum in the team and the, and the confidence in the dressing room, I don't think it'd be too effective because they very much just take it on the chin as it's a loss, let's get on with it, we'll fix it in the next game. And they probably would because it's the sort of dressing room that I just got confidence that they would be able to, to turn it round. But then again, it's like, when is a loss going to come? Theory of probability, it is going to come, but who against? Yeah, so... It's very much just taking it game by game and just seeing what happens because we've got so-called easy games coming up, but then you look at the games that the harder ones, the Forest Green, sort of the Northampton, and then you're thinking, well, other than Forest Green, the, the other two are at home. So we're a lot stronger at home. We've lost three all season at home. We've won 10 on the bounce at home. And we just look more confident. I think you've also got to approach it on the basis that if any team beats us and with the form that we are currently having, they probably deserve to. And, yeah, that's uh, a good, good point. And there are teams out there that want to beat us, like all of them. And uh, there are teams out there that have some expectation of success. And the fact is, we shouldn't be frightened of anybody, uh, but they're all stepping their game up a bit at the moment when they're playing us, I think. Yeah, there's certainly the side to aim for, aren't we? We're certainly the side to, to go out and be unbeaten in our last uh, 10 or so in League Two. The top team in League Two on the uh, last 10 form guide, uh, a point ahead of Exeter, 24 points from our last 10 games. Uh, Tranmere, by comparison, have lost four out of their last five. We'll come on to those uh, a little bit shortly. Let's uh, have a little look at some uh, of the co- of uh, some of you guys' comments. Uh, Paul says, I wouldn't write off Bristol Rovers either on a good run just lately. Uh, Jody says, I think that when the lads really put a shift in, play hard, play well and play smart, I really don't think the fans will grumble too much if a point or two are dropped. Uh, there's lots of positivity buzzing around. Um, Roger says, we're not talking about losses. We've got to keep the good vibes and momentum going. And Craig adds, I can't see anybody beating us, to be honest. We have to lose at some point, but when, I have no idea. I think Clive made a valid point, actually, in that, uh, about if a team does beat us, given our current form at the minute, they probably uh, certainly uh, definitely deserve to. Uh, let's look a little bit ahead to... Uh, to Friday night, and that is a, a conundrum which Nigel Clough will face, Clive, in the fact that he'll have Ollie Hawkins back available to him again. Um, somebody mentioned Lucas Aikens earlier on. I think he's an excellent utility player for us, but I don't think he's a fullback for the best will in the world because at times he was getting beaten, all ends up for, for pace. To be fair to him, you know, he stood up well and, and got stuck in and didn't shirk away from anything, putting some good challenges, but I think we just need a little bit more. Uh, natural positioning in, in those areas. So for me, Hewitt will go back to right back. Hawkins will come back in at, at centre half and Aikens will go back into a more of an, a, an attacking position. What's your thoughts on it? I'm assuming you you, you believe that Faz will keep his place. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be 100%. shocked if he didn't, let's put it that way. I know he's my man and all that, but uh, he can't go from being head and shoulders man of the match to the bench, in my opinion. Um what will happen the week after when uh, O'Toole is back? Well, big question there. I know a lot of the fans, and I've voiced it myself, would like to see Hawkins relieved of his defensive role and put into the position where he recruited him to be in. Um, I'm not there. I don't know. At the moment, I think uh, Clough is of the mind that he is much more valuable to the club as a defender, central defender, than as a, a potential striker. 
we are asking a lot at the moment about uh, strikers, given the format we tend to play most of, and it relies on really good midfield play. Yeah. Some of the goals we've scored recently have been very direct, and there's nothing wrong with that in League Two. You know, absolutely nothing wrong with it. And you need chasers. Oaksy is one of them. I think Danny's another. He is another, but for some reason, Alan, he doesn't seem to be getting the game time. He got a goal for the under-23s. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, the, the Hawkins situation, though? Roger says Hawkins maybe could go back up front next week. because, uh, And as Craig says, Ross and Hewitt have both been immense in their last two games as well. It all depends on Nigel feels because he said at the end of the Newport game, if them two lads play well and we win the games and, you know, prove themselves, it will be very hard to... Well, he said, I wouldn't drop them. That's what he said. He said, I wouldn't drop them. So, on that basis, he ought to keep the same pair. But personally, I would I would sooner see Rawson at the side of, uh, let me think, Hawkins for this one. Put... Uh, go on. The normal Hewitt. Right back. Hewitt. Yeah, Hewitt. Thank you, Clive. Put Hewitt at right back. And then it, it all depends who you're going to drop if you put uh, him up front, who's been playing right back. Akins. The, announce, the announcer of the club, not even remembering who his players are. Do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> That's a travesty. Absolute travesty. That happens many times, Craig. It's called early onset dementia. Well, oh, is that true? Alan move, and I have a bit of that. Let's move swiftly away from that. Uh, let's uh, go into a little bit of uh, fun now uh, as well. We'll come on to podcast predictions very, very shortly indeed. Uh, my thanks for all your serious comments. Don't forget, we'll be back for the serious stuff uh, on Sunday, the return of the Sunday Sermon. Woo! In fact, now where's Nathan's uh, thing? The return of the Sunday Sermon. Woo! Until the end of the month, of course, because we've got a game on Tuesday night. Make sure you join us uh, for that. But Alan Wilson is a man of many, many talents. Not only is he the greatest announcer that the Football League has ever seen and an all-round top bloke, but he is also a lyrical genius. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this. Digestive, if you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. Custard creams or jaffers, bother or digestive. If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. That's incredible. That's incredible. Excellent. Excellent. You know, there wasn't one good note in there. (laughs) (laughs) Now there are a lot of brilliant ones. Oh, got all the right dear. notes, but not in the right order. 
I blame the pianist. I blame the pianist. Anyway, uh, it is time for What's Your Favourite Biscuit with the jingle expertly sung by Alan. I let into a secret. He sent us a 15-second clip of that. Lyrically, I thought it was awesome. I thought, you know what? I'm going to mess about with this and turn it into a song. And I did. But uh, in the week, as many of you, I don't think you'll have seen an iFollow because I think they've cut it out, to be fair. Um, um, I managed to ask the immortal question to uh, Elliot Hewitt. Well, no, they did, they did. No, it is left in, by the way. Oh, they, did, they did leave it in. Yeah, did they? yeah they did leave yeah. it in. Yeah, they left it in. Definitely. Probably not seen it. Probably pointless playing this game then, but we're going to play it anyway because I played the jingle. Yeah. But uh, this is what happened was my final question at the end of the interview. I'm the only one who hasn't seen this. And when you put your feet up at the end of the season, you've got a cup of tea, what biscuit are you going to be having with that cup of tea? Ladies and gentlemen, please get your guesses in. Uh, Cam, what's your guess going to be? Oh, um, chocolate obnob. Alan, what's your guess going to be? I'm going, I'm not copying Cam, but I'm going chocolate obnob. And for the person who hasn't seen it, Clive, what's your guess going to be? I'm the only one playing bloody fair here. (laughs) I've applied a bit of science to this as well. I put my hand, I did a blind dip into the biscuit barrel and I came out with three biscuits. And there's rich tea, custard cream. Hey, that's in the jingle. And Maryland cookie. Oh, (laughs) well, what are you going to go for? Chocolate digestive. Well, it's time to find out. And when you put your feet up at the end of the season, you've got a cup time of tea. Time to find out. Let's play the jingle first. It's time to find out. If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me <laughs> when you put your feet up at the end of the season, you've got a cup of tea. What biscuit are you going to be having with that? <laughs> I'm going to get Q-block on this. Oh, there we go. There we go. Chocolate hobnob. Well done if you got it right. Well done if you got it right. What an excellent, uh, what an excellent feature. Live <laughs> sing along. Lots of people laughing uh, in there. There was lots of guesses in the chat as well. Um, Jodie says, I'm in a choir and I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> I know what she's going to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alan said, we've got to get Cube on this next home game. Alan, what's the, uh, what's the lyrics? Would you do an acoustic version for us? If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. Tell me oh, now. If you've got a, t- a favourite biscuit, tell me now. You guys have lyrics. <laughs> Custard creams. Or Jaffers. If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. Oh, oh, I'll tell you something. Jodie sits next, sits next to me in the Stags. Uh, home games. So she'll be bending my ear about this. <laughs> well, till I apologise now. 
I I I don't apologize for creating a song which I'm not going to lie is going to be in your head for the next two days. To be honest, <laughs> um, it's been in my head all day. Um, yeah, I was crying at Cam. We're waving phone like you did. I was crying. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I, I said. To be honest, you know, the video at the start was put together through stock footage. I need to do it again. I think we need to have some other other lyrics. If I'm going to get channel my inner Simon Cowell, it's just the end. What's the end verse? I love the bourbon or digestive bit. And then it's, if you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. I think it should be uh, bourbon or digestive. What's your, what's your favourite biscuit? Tell me now. And then we can play yeah. the clip. Yeah. Not a problem. And, and you know, if you know, I think we can add some other verse in there. Clive can get his biscuits out. He can do some dancing to camera. We can put together a nice little thing. Maybe we can take a trip to a supermarket. Get Alan picking up some biscuits, walking down an aisle. We can super produce this. It's fine. We can super produce it. Right. Let's move on to another ridiculous game, which we don't have a, a jingle for yet. Although we've been going all season, it's time for podcast predictions. And I'm afraid there's going to be uh, a, 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 a bit of controversy. Shocking. That's shocking. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, because for this week and this week only, I've introduced a new twist to the game. I've put available on the uh, the link in the description uh, right now both games already. So in this little segment, I want us to predict both games. Then you're going to have a choice. Uh, we've called it the triple points table prediction. So I'd like you to predict where the stags will be in the table after the two games, Tranmere and Port Vale. If you get it spot on, if you get it right, your total points from this round of guessing will be trebled. If you gamble and you get it wrong, you'll only receive half of your points. Are we clear on those rules? Are we clear on that idea? Yes. Ish. Ish. <laughs> You're picking up as we go along. Anyway, the latest podcast prediction table is as follows. Ricky is in 10th place. Roger is in 9th. Cam, you're in 8th. Uh, Alan, you're climbing up the table on uh, in 7th place. Steve Naden is in 6th. Uh, and then um, Nick is in 5th. Steve is in 4th. And then it's all about the top three. Consists of me, Clive and Nathan. Nathan is top, as he has been for the majority. Ridiculous. I am in second uh, at the moment, and Clive, you are in third. Clive's got his favourite biscuits wobbling across the screen. Uh, so it's time to predict uh, the game. So um, Nathan's not here uh, to, uh, to predict Woo! it. Um, shocking. That's shocking. Um, shocking. So we'll let him, we'll let him get his, uh, his predictions in the chat like normal. Um, because I want to explain to you how it works, I'll go first for my prediction. I think we're going to beat Tranmere by two goals to nil, and I think we're going to get goals um, from Resos, and I think um, we're going to get a goal from Ryan Sturk. Uh, Port Vale, I'm going to go for a uh, narrow 2-1 win, because um, I think there's going to be an ex-stakes player that pops up and scores against us, and I'm going to go for... I'm going to be back. I'm going to back him to be back in the side. I'm going to go for John Joe O'Toole to score and uh, George Maris to get on the uh, score sheet in that one. Uh, and I am going to gamble with the triple points, um, the triple, the triple points table prediction. And I am going to say that after these two games, we are going to be in fourth place. So, if I if we are in fourth 
after Tuesday night, my points, whichever I pick up from Tranmere and Port Vale, will be trebled. Hopefully you've picked it up now, Clive, because you are next to predict. Of course, you don't have to take part in the treble uh, table. It's a gamble, of course. It's a risk whether you can take. You could say you could risk it for a biscuit, but that's a different feature, a different part of the podcast. Prediction time, please, Clive. Try me first. A win, 3-1. Oates, Macca and Hewitt. Okay, and Port Vale, please. 2-0 win. Oates and Matty Longstaff. Okay, and are you going to risk it for a triple point table prediction biscuit? Yes. And your prediction of where we'll be in the table is? Third. Okay. Uh, Alan, you're next. It's virtually, <laughs> apart from the scorers, it's virtually the same as yourself, Craig. I think we'll be Tramade 2-0. I will go Oates and Macca. And yep. I think we will beat Port Vale 2-1. And I will go Oates. And I think Murphy might pop one in that game. And Are I you going to risk it? Yes. I've got nothing to lose, have I? I'm still seventh. I know I've been climbing, but I've got nothing to lose. So I will risk it. And I think, in my deliberations, that they will be fourth. Okay, excellent. Cam, you're next. Uh, we'll start with Tranmere, please. Oh, 2-0 uh, win. And I'm going to go with Matty Longstaff and I reckon Stephen Quinn will get a goal. Yep, Port Vale. Port Vale. Oh, I want to say th- I'm going to go 2-0 win again. And I'm going to say uh, Stephen McLaughlin and I reckon George Lapsley off the bench might score one. And the big important question... Uh, yes. I'm second bottom, I might as well risk it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me a chance to ask it, man. Go on, Kelly, yeah, go on then. Yeah, what is, what, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm going for it. Yeah, what are you saying? Oh, God. Um, 17th. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that down. I heard Cam say 17th then. Um, oh, God. Go third. Oh, I hope you're right, Cam. So, <laughs> this is how it stands. If the Stags are fourth after the game with Port Vale on Tuesday night, me and Alan will have our points, which we've accumulated from Tranmere and Port Vale trebled. If they are third, Clive and Cam will get their points trebled. If any of us are wrong, our points will be halved. If you want to take part in podcast predictions, the link is in the description. It must be done via the link and they must be submitted one hour and one minute before kickoff. And the Tranmere game will be taken off after um, Friday night. If you want to get involved with that, you certainly can do so. We will revise these predictions on Sunday and there will be a chance to alter these predictions for the first time Ever. We're mixing things up on the game. Um, There you go. And we'll let you know what Nathan gets involved with um, as well. Uh, Gentlemen, my thanks to you guys as ever. uh, There's only um, two ways to uh, end the podcast uh, tonight. (laughs) Yeah, 
you're right. Not again. Uh, we'll save that for next week. We'll save that for next week. Uh, my thanks as ever to all of you. Make sure if you're going to uh, Tranmere and you're going on the bus, make sure you say hi to Clive and to uh, to Alan. And of course, hi, Clive. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gone before we've. He's still there in the chat. He's just turned his camera off. Uh, make sure you say uh, hi to uh, to Clive and Alan. Uh, and if you're going hey. to as well, make sure you say hello. And if you can't get to the Tranmere game, make sure you tune into Mansfield 103.2. Build up starts at six o'clock as the Stags look to uh, get three points and bring them all the way back. Uh, all, from- fi- all right, follow. We'll watch the game. No, all listen to Mansfield 103. <laughs> or watch I follow on mute and put that. Just listen. Actually, yeah, genius. I might do that. And hang on a minute. Are you going to be in Mansfield on 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 Friday? I am. And your initial thought wasn't to listen to the Godfather of your child. I mean, get get out. Do one. <laughs> Absolutely, do one. Cam's Cam fan from the podcast, although he has edited uh, these highlights. Sit back and enjoy uh, these tale of the tape from Friday night as the Stags took on Exeter City, edited badly by Cam, told by me and Lee Wilson on Mansfield 103.2. We'll see you on Sunday. A big crowd, a big game and an even bigger opportunity for Mansfield Town to hunt down the automatic promotion places. Welcome to Wonkor Stadium. Friday night under the lights as Mansfield Town walk out onto the pitch to rapturous applause from their supporters where there is barely a spare seat in the house. The Stags tonight, led by their standing captain Stephen McLaughlin, make one change to the side which superbly beat Bradford City by two goals to nil last Saturday afternoon. Jordan Barry comes in, George Maris drops to the bench. How the Stags will line up is anybody's guess. We said earlier on tonight that it may well be a 4-3-3, but having watched the warm-up, I think it might be three at the back with a five or four across midfield. So let's go with that with Nathan Bishop in goal, a back three of Elliot Hewitt, Farron Rawson and Stephen McLaughlin, a midfield four-sitting, of Jordan Bowery, Ryan Sturk, Stephen Quinn and Lucas Aikens, Matty Longstaff and Jamie Murphy in just behind Reece Oates. On the bench, Marek Steck, Ollie Clark, George Maris, Daddy Johnson, James Perch, Kieran Wallace and George Lapsley Stags then will get us underway tonight in Skybet League 2. It's a huge opportunity to hunt down the top three for both of these sides. Can the Stags seize the initiative? The referee of Ollie Yates blows the whistle to get this game underway and we're off and the Stags have lost the ball immediately from uh, kickoff. They tried their usual play out through the middle and were dispossessed and extra going to come forward down the left-hand side. The ball over the top there was easy for Nathan Bishop to bounce. Or the, he had to be on the stretch a little bit there as the ball just fizzed up off the, off the surface. 15 minutes on the scoreboard. Mansfield Town nil. Exeter City nil. Stephen McLaughlin will take this free kick for the Stags who have left Elliot Hewitt and Ryan Sturk back. They've sent Rawson and Aikens forward for it they've got options on the near left hand side with Murphy for potential short but McLaughlin's whipped it in all the same and it goes towards the middle it's headed away only as far as Longstaff it will crack one towards goal and it's read well by the keeper Cam Dawson a good strike there by Matty Longstaff for the goalkeeper well positioned yes good ball from, from McLaughlin you know really good pace on the ball come on good touch from, from Longstaff unfortunately straight down the keeper's throat but a, good, a nice strike but that's what Manchester got to do when they got that three kick from again putting that ball in behind 
behind the, you know, the wing back and, and Reese did a great run and uh, we ended up getting a foul on, on Quinn so that was a, a good you know phase of play it's going to be it's going to be very difficult this game you know especially the first hour Lloyd's levels are going to rise in around uh, 20 seconds time as the Bowsett supporters join forces and unite uh, to stand and support Ukraine we all know what's going off there and that will happen in three two Here one there's the Here 30th we minute we stand with Ukraine everybody applauding here inside the, uh, the stadium all fans on their feet as well and that's lovely and do you know what's even more lovely the referee has stopped the game Lee he, he stopped Brilliant. the game and rightly so and all players stand together applaud and just have a moment of unity for the madness which is going on in the world at the moment and rightly so football's nothing compared to what's going off in, in Ukraine and the world you know it's it's terrible what's happening nobody wants to see what's happening and you know we're fully behind the Ukrainian people and uh, it's great to see everybody stop because it's more important than football through Sturk and now Rawson has it and plays it across to Aikens Mansfield will have to build again Aikens over the halfway line central dinks it over to McLaughlin good take McLaughlin opens his body inside it goes for Sturk again Mansfield's playmaker looking to get the juices flowing as he clips it over the extra man's head to open space for Lucas Aikens takes it well Aikens drives forward down the right hand side finds Longstaff Longstaff delivers a ball in towards the middle headed up and headed away and it's a Mansfield town Corner, their first of the night. Excellent, fluid play by Mansfield Town. Really, really good play. And again, Sturk pulling the strings, you know, getting the ball, switching the play, picking the pass. Absolutely fantastic. Good ball from Longstaff, and you know, just beat the first man, just couldn't get the second. We've got a quarter, but it's, it's really good from Mansfield because they start to get all of the game now. They start to beat that press, and now to you know, playing between the lines. I thought Murphy was unlucky not to get a, a free kick earlier, but really good from Mansfield. But like I say, we've got to make it count. Quinn has gone across to take this corner it would be a left footed in swing of the referees just stop play for the moment the linesman will come and stand in front of the, the ball just wants a word with Rawson and Dieng having a little bit of a tussle inside the box there referee lets it go now and the corner will be taken one hand in the air from Quinn who delivers it now high into the evening sky towards the six yard line headed away Longstaff just let it run over his head Sturk is there and shouts mine takes the ball well plays it to Longstaff to the edge of the box here's Matty Longstaff inside the area digs it in towards yeah. it's, 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 it's Darren Rawson who picks it over the line on 33 minutes the Stags fans off their feet we're off our feet and that was phenomenal football started by Sturt Longstaff to the right of the box dinked it in and Rawson from all of two yards said thank you very much Mansfield won brilliant from Mansfield again Sturt put a ball out out wide Longstaff cut it on his left just dinked a lovely ball in flick on Rawson attacked it two yards out great goal hey, we talked about when Manson are on top and they've been on top for the last 15-20 minutes of this game and they've got to start making it count well luckily tonight we've made it count and it's a fantastic goal Mansfield Town's Farron Rawson gets his first goal in Mansfield Town colours Mansfield should have the ball in the hand of uh, Nathan Bishop now and the referee looks at his watch brings the whistle to the lips and calls an end to a fairly thrilling first half of football here at one Court Stadium Quinn feeds it wide from McLaughlin McLaughlin low ball into Bowery inside the six yard box Bowery with his back to goal does well to find McLaughlin low ball into yeah. the middle Lockstar it's, it's two Mansfield Town lift the roof off the one Court Stadium the low ball in towards the middle found its way to Longstaff who makes it two in two Matty Longstaff makes it Mansfield Town two Exeter City nil and that should be good 
night, Grecians! Well, that puts us in a great position, but again, it's Sturk and Murphy dictating the play, getting the ball out to Quinn, fed the ball around the side. We've got a little bit of a break in the goal, defending it. Fell lovely to, to Longstaff, who side-footed the ball home. And 2-0, you know, just make sure we're disciplined now and make sure we bring these three points home and third in the league. But again, it falls back for an extra man, and extra will come forward. A ball in from deep towards the back post. is oh! played by Bishmill, four for Matt Jay. He's turned in. Matt Jay has got a goal back for Exeter. He's been given as well the, the shouts of offside from behind us. Uh, saw it given, but that means there's a very tense final ten seconds. Mansfield two, Exeter one. What happened there? He just seemed to lose it, Bish. I don't know what he was doing, you know. I don't know if... I just, I just don't know. A the ball bo- came in from the right, that far right-hand side again. Uh, the stakes were beaten in that full-back position. The ball was whipped in. Bishop pushed it away. I thought he could have potentially caught it, but I think Pop- he was caught a little bit unaware. Yeah, there was nobody near him and, and anything. Then- I, I don't know. I don't know if he got a caught. I, listen, I don't know, but... Come on, ref, get it blown now. Mansfield 2, Exeter 1. We're over the five minutes additional time now. Exeter throw down this near side. The yes. brings an end to this game and signals full time despite Mansfield conceding their first goal from open play in eight games just seconds ago. They hold on and get three magnificent points courtesy of Farron Rawson and Matty Longstaff. It was a win which temporarily put Mansfield into the top three, but a victory for Exeter City in midweek drops the Stags back down to six. But they're just a point behind the Grecians, and you better believe this, we're going to be hunting them down as we continue our quest for success. Make sure you join us here on the Mansfield Matters podcast on Sunday. It's the return of the Sunday Sermon to reflect on all things Tranmere Rovers and look ahead to that big game at Port Vale. And if you can't get to Tranmere to back the boys, there'll be nearly a thousand Stags fans there. If you're not going to be in that away end, then make sure you make a date with your radio sets again. Full match commentary on Mansfield 103.2 as ever. Aaron Outram has your build-up from six o'clock. And then I'm delighted to say that the man with the catchiest lyrics in town Mr Alan Wilson will be alongside me for that one full match commentary as I say on Mansfield 103.2 thanks as always to the panel thanks for you guys at home for listening for watching for getting involved in the comments and much much more in between this is the show for the fans by the fans why? because Mansfield always matters and you better believe this the Stags are looking to trade places with those around them come on you Stags Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.